0: Hi, I'm El Todd Wood. At CD Media, we decided never to have a paywall on any of our sites. I hate those. But we have to make money so we do have advertisements. But some people don't like ads. So what can you do? You can sign up for our no-ad subscription. It's a few bucks a month. You go to the top of any of our sites and sign up for the subscription. And you get access to all of our websites, all of the news from around the world. This includes our Eastern European, Israeli, Balkan sites. It includes armedforces.press. It includes all the U.S. papers that we've opened, the Miami Independent, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Georgia Record, the Manhattan Dot press and the, those that are yet to come in the pipeline, which will be opening soon. So you get all this access to fantastic news from around the world with no ads, no display ads, no pop-up ads. I think you'll love it. Please check us out. It helps support CD media, independent media, and basically confronting the propaganda that's being put out by the corporate media. Thank you. Now let's get to our guest.
1: So today in uh, American Conversations, we are absolutely thrilled to have with us Senator George Varello. a name should be known among the households of America because he is part of the team that stopped the quarantines uh, regulation in New York for the time being, because it's now up on appeal, so they say. Uh, Senator, welcome to our show.
2: Christine, it's great to be with you. Thank you very much uh, for having me on
1: well, i'm I'm just thrilled when I heard about this story and what Bobby uh, and Fox did, Cox did in New York, I just said to myself, "This is just so unusual because this story needs to be told with all the draconian pieces of legislation and regulation. How did you get into it? You're one of the sponsors, right?
2: Well, you know, uh, yes, I was the uh, the lead complaint myself. but uh, we also had a great group uniting New York State, uh, you know, that really helped uh, helped us on this a lot. Uh, and also, Assemblyman Chris Tagg and Assemblyman uh, Mike Lawler. Uh, so, along with Bobby Ann Cox, who worked pro bono on this, uh, and just put her—not only did she put her time and you know her heart and soul into this, but she put herself in the crosshairs of, of uh, you know of the elites uh, and the uh, you know those that would uh, that want to keep New York State uh, as a you know a draconian dictatorship.
1: So, did you know about this before she brought it to your attention? I mean, was it a buzz? I mean, I, I know. Explain to everybody, sure. I guess you know, from your perch inside government, what happened because I understand that the um, the ambassador to Jamaica currently, who was appointed by President Biden, tried to get a piece of legislation through New York for quarantines. Nobody signed on to it. And then all of a sudden it became this regulation. Were you aware that they were doing this at the time behind the scenes?
2: Well, you know, so here's the history of it. Uh, This goes back to actually 2015 uh, and a a piece of legislation uh, that was very controversial in the Assembly, uh, Assembly Bill 416 and uh, by uh, some of Nick Perry. It was put in place around the time, you know, uh, when we were. Obviously, there were concerns of Ebola, uh, and the whole idea was to give the executive branch this unprecedented ability to isolate and quarantine people. Now, Assembly Bill, Assembly Bill 416 was a complete orphan. It never had a single co-sponsor, Democrat or Republican. It never made it onto an agenda, not even a committee agenda. It never had matching legislation in the state Senate. Uh, so it sat there for years and it was reintroduced. And in fact, it was reintroduced at the beginning of, uh, our most recent session, the you know, the 21, 22 session. Uh, and, uh, that w- sparked a lot of controversy when it was reintroduced so much so that Assemblyman Perry actually, actually withdrew the legislation and then, uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, who was supposed to be the savior after we had the horrible Andrew Cuomo, the the, the man that was not only a dictator, uh, but but also uh, you know a sociopath, he left, and she was supposed to be our, our you know this Western New Yorker who, who, with with values. And what does she do? She and her Department of Health basically copy and pasted the words from Assembly Bill A four sixteen, and they put it into the Department of Health regulations under section two thirteen. And tried to make it permanent. They made it as a temporary uh, back in in February, and that's when uh, it really got the attention of a lot of people, and particularly um, Bobby Ann Cox. Uh, We were aware of this, and but but she brought forth this lawsuit because we knew there wasn't any political will within the state legislature uh, to push back. And the real the the real crux of our lawsuit was this is a violation of the separation of powers. The fact that this assembly bill never went anywhere, never had a co-sponsor, nothing is a clear indication that the New York state legislature is not willing to put forth this type of a law. And yet she was going to put this into uh, Department of Health regulations through, you know, through executive action, which is not only a violation of the separation of powers, but a clear violation of the Constitution. Uh, and, uh, and that was really the crux of our lawsuit.
1: It's almost mirroring what the Biden administration is doing in Washington D.C. Is that the um, President Biden is using executive orders over and over again because he couldn't, he would not be able to get pieces of legislation through the House and the Senate.
2: Well, that's the yeah, absolutely, and you know, the will of the people is what's being violated here, and and that's really people have to understand this. The the Democratic Party. Uh, now has become uh, the party of dictatorship. And, and uh, it's not just socialism, it's far beyond socialism. It is the fact that they want to have complete control. And uh, whether it's at the state level or here in New York or the federal level or the various blue states across this nation, but there's no doubt uh, that they have have shifted. And this is what happens Uh, This is what happens in third-world countries. They start off as socialism, and everyone's supposed to be equal, and it always turns into a dictatorship, and it always fails. Uh, And that's where we are here in New York York State and in the nation. And people have to understand, they have to wake up. And this pandemic was played masterfully, absolutely masterfully, by the Democratic Party. Was there any doubt in January of 2020 that Donald Trump was going to be reelected? Absolutely not. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic came along, and they used this as a tool to keep people back on their heels, living in fear, uh, controlling them, and we had several governors, and Andrew Cuomo being number one, who took on these unprecedented powers to make themselves into literally into dictators, and un- under the fear, uh, fear factor of of, uh, of this pandemic.
1: Well, it worked. It, it certainly worked in Western civilization. It wasn't just in America. It was also it, it worked in in Europe as well. Uh, Senator, how is um how is this issue affecting the race because the governor's up for re-election the attorney general letitia uh, james is up for re-election and they have as a result of bobby in cox winning this suit uh, and you and you guys are you know <laughs> they threw it into the the federal court and then all it went back to the state court you won and now they have filed the, the, the first document, not the appeal, the appeal itself, but the first document with an indication that they're going to appeal. Is this showing up in the radar? I mean, are people in New York State do they even realize that this is going on? We're trying to
2: bring more and more attention to this. And and what the governor and attorney general did very well was they tried to make this all about COVID, and they you know that we were just uh, you know we were just COVID deniers. And but the reality is is the this bill. Uh, excuse me, this regulation would allow uh, anyone who was suspected to be exposed to a number of diseases. And the list is lengthy and easily changed. Everything from literally from food poisoning to toxic shock syndrome are on this list as an excuse for a local public health official to come to your house and say, I have absolutely no proof, but I believe you've been exposed to this disease. and I am pulling you from your home. I'm pulling your child from your home. And, and when will I see my child again? We'll let you know. Where are you taking him? We'll let you know. That's the kind of stuff you see in China that was written into this Department of Health law. It was actually worse, worse than Assembly Bill 416. So as far as the impact on the election, you know, we are trying to make uh, as much noise about this as possible. But it's one of many straws that I believe are breaking the camel's back uh, of this uh, th- this far left uh, agenda and the far left uh uh, government that runs New York State, uh, basically, you know, folks out of New York City control the agenda here in New York, uh, but it, it is having an impact. You have, you have Congressman Lee Zeldin, uh, you know, a Republican, a conservative Republican running in a bright blue state like New York, and he is within a few points, uh, according to the polls of, of Kathy Hochul. That's important. It's important because people are finally understanding that uh, it's 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 incompetence and it's dangerous uh, and New York is going in the wrong direction. A majority of New Yorkers, including people who live in New York City, believe that New York is headed in the wrong direction. So this is part of that.
1: So what's what's frightening, though, I think, is is that the everybody across America should wake up to this, because if something like this, you know, stands as law in New York, Ohio's next. Missouri's next, California will fall in. I mean, w- with the religious exemptions um, being nuked in California, then it went to New York, it got nuked, then it went to, to Maine, Connecticut. It was a pushback in New Jersey. But I mean, when you have states that set a precedent that is used for other states to follow. Absolutely. That's, this is why it's so important about, I mean, who would ever have thought that in America, we would, we would somebody would even think it was appropriate forget whether it's, you know, it's not even appropriate for a conversation, you know, regardless of the fact that it's unconstitutional.
2: Well, it's amazing how quickly we have, uh, you know, we have tumbled into this socialist dictatorship style government. It's, it's, you know, it's scary, and uh, you know I blame a lot of it on the fact that uh, you know people were scared and they didn't know what to do. They wanted to turn to their government for for guidance, uh, but they were you know as Benjamin Franklin said hundreds of years ago, you know those that would sacrifice essential liberty for temporary security end up with neither. He said that many different ways, many different times, and uh, those words ring true more than two hundred years later.
1: So, how is your campaign going? You know the campaign's
2: going well. I'm really focusing my attention. Uh, on trying to elect more Republicans, particularly in the state Senate. Uh, That's critical. We need to break the supermajority. And if we can elect Lee Zeldin, which I believe that we can, and they no longer have a veto-proof majority in the Senate, things will change here in New York State. And everyone needs to understand that. And, you know, I'm a business person, first and foremost. I can tell you that this is the worst place in America to do business in New York state. My wife and I are in the restaurant business. uh, And most of my fellow legislators have no idea what it's like to run a business. So if we wanna have a state that's gonna continue to be vibrant and gonna be able to continue to have things like a vibrant agriculture sector, which is another uh, industry that has been under attack by the far left here in New York, we need to make good business decisions as voters. And a good business decision, I don't care if you're an independent, a Republican, a Democrat, or you just don't pay attention to politics. You have to understand that number one, politics affects you severely it affects your life every day in this state and you have to understand that um you need to break one party rule here in new york state uh, i hear this from lifelong democrats including my parents that are lifelong mm. democrats they're fed up this is not the democratic party of the working class which is what my parents that's why they became and my grandparents they became democrats this is the party of socialism it is the it is the party of a dictatorship uh, here in in our state in our nation uh and they have abandoned. Uh, the principles that that the Democratic Party used to hold dear.
1: So, where do you think this is going? Th- this case is going to go in New York. I mean, they had they did file for the petition. The, we don't. There's no one. I don't think anybody saying would think that they would f- actually file the appeal before the election.
2: Well, yeah, and that's very. What,
1: ha- what happens afterwards? W- what if what if the governor does get reelected? What if Letitia? James gets reelected. Then what?
2: Sure. Well, I think that's why they're sandbagging this. They, you know, they indicated uh, that they were going to to, uh, to file an appeal. They have yet to do it. They did not apply uh, for a, a stay, which is also telling, um, because I think they understand that you know this this was not thrown out on a technicality. The state supreme court judge, first of all, took a long time for this ruling and gave a 14-page summary in his ruling as to exactly why this is. In his words, illegal, unconstitutional, a violation of the separation of powers, and uh, and also a violation of due process. There's absolutely no due process. Uh, you know, no way for someone to challenge this. Should they should they be taken from their home without any proof? Uh, using law enforcement, a public health official can use law enforcement to pull someone from their home uh, and, and deny them you know their freedom. So the judge was very clear on this. And I think that the, the governor understands that this, they, are on, they are on very weak ground. That's why they didn't want to risk having a, uh, an appeal at the next level, which is the appellate division, uh, before the election, because then it was going to bring more attention uh, to these draconian rules. So that being said, um, if the governor's reelected, I 100% believe she will appeal this. And so people have to understand that. that this is, and this is just the first step in a long laundry list of things. Uh, that the the the, uh, the the progressives, the far left, the socialists need to do in New York State in order to control the population, in order to keep people under their thumb. This will be used for political reasons, not for public health reasons.
1: Let me ask you: since you're in the restaurant business during COVID, were, did you have did you and your wife have to shut down your business?
2: We did, uh, and in fact, um, we had the most ridiculous rules to follow. Once we were able to reopen, uh, you know, you literally. Uh, if you were you were eating, or you were drinking. You had to be sitting, not standing up. You had to have food uh, with your beverages. You ha- we had to keep people, you know, six feet apart. It was just absolutely. It was- who was
1: making? Who was making? You're from the western part of New York yeah. State. Who was making those decisions?
2: Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo made them all. And in fact, even folks with, within his own health departments, uh, when they said, "Well, you know, we're going to do this," he he basically defied them, overruled them, and brought in his own international experts, as he called them. So when he couldn't get his own health experts to agree with him, he brought in other health experts until he found people that would agree with him. You know, he's the same person that that was responsible for the death of, of thousands of, of, of senior citizens in our nursing homes by forcing COVID-positive patients back into nursing homes. Yeah, you know, He mm-hmm. is, like I said, a sociopath. He felt that he was the, the the ultimate decision maker, and he was the expert on every everything, whether it was Healthcare, or, or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, this is a man who, who ultimately cost needless thousands of lives. And I wrote a book about how he conquered the pandemic during the pandemic. Uh-huh. You know, the sociopath wrote a book, uh, about how he, uh, how he beat the pandemic. And, uh, finally his true color came forward. And, and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the sheen came off of him and, uh, he finally crumbled on, under the weight of his own corruption, uh, but um, but he caused a lot of damage and a lot of death in the meantime.
1: So um, you mentioned to me just before we started this interview about the um, <clears throat> the mailings that went out in New York. Explain that to the public and the significance of it, because because again, we're in the, we're you know a month before the elections, and now was it four million people have received these mailings? Yeah. yeah, this
2: is the Democratic Party at the state level, you know, engaging in. Bold election fraud. They sent out 4.2 million absentee ballot applications to registered Democrats throughout the state, already pre-filled out with all of their information, and with the box already checked for temporary temporary illness, with the excuse already written in fear of catching COVID as to why they were they were uh, applying for an absentee ballot. This is egregious. There there is a lawsuit to uh, to push back against this. This is them, uh, you know, basically. Uh, skirting right under the radar of the law, essentially. But they, what they have done is they are encouraging millions of New Yorkers to lie. They are encouraging them to lie and say that they fear catching COVID as the reason why they were requesting the absentee ballot. And by the way, we, we are no longer underneath. We just September 12th was the uh, the last day of the COVID emergency here in New York State, one of the last in the nation, if I'm not mistaken. And and they they did this after that. Uh, now. Was it legal? Well, it was legal because the Democrats, with their one-party rule in, in the state government, made it legal uh, you know, this year. However, it is against what the, the people of New York wanted last year when the Democrats tried to force through a constitutional amendment that would allow for no-excuse absentee balloting, and the, and the uh, voters of New York overwhelmingly rejected that. There were three, uh, three different um, initiatives on the ballot, and all three were rejected by New York state voters, not one was adopted to change our election laws. Uh, so this is in defiance of the people of New York state, uh, absolutely, and uh, it could be very damaging.
1: How, how did, I mean, so if 4 million people didn't request these these ballots, are they all become evidence that they never requested it?
2: Yes, but see in New York state, um, it's legal to do this. And the worst part about it is that uh, so this is an application that's already pre-filled. That people have to send the application to request the ballot. But in New York State, uh, again, this was changed this year. You no longer have to have a signature on that absentee ballot application. So someone could show up at someone's mailbox, grab that application, uh, uh, and send it in. And, and then mm-hmm. when that live ballot arrives, they could do the same thing. I mean, think about it. You have, you know, you have senior citizens that are homebound. Uh, you, I've know people that have gotten two and three applications. Uh, uh, in their mailbox from the Democratic Party of New York State. Um, so it is ripe uh, uh, for fraud and corruption. But in itself, it is encouraging people to lie, which is fraud. And the worst part about this is they didn't learn the lesson from the 2020 when we had at no excuse absentee balloting in the 2020 election. In the primary, more than 14,000 absentee ballots were thrown out. that were never counted. You know, fourteen thousand people were disenfranchised because the system was overwhelmed, and the people that, in New York, according to the New York State Constitution, the only people that are allowed to uh, to request an absentee ballot are someone who is out of town at the time of the election, mm-hmm. who is you know uh, overseas, are, are military overseas, and people that are sick and infirmed. Those are the only reasons that you can request an absentee ballot in New York State, and. What's going to happen to those if we have the same? If this 4.2 million turns in, if 10% of them get turned in, it's going to overwhelm the system in New York State. And you got to remember, this is not some highly coordinated statewide thing. These things are ending up in you know in the hands of all of our boards of elections and all the counties around New York State who that have very few resources that are understaffed and overworked, especially this year with all the issues that we've had. And it's, they are going to be overwhelmed once again. So the Democrats are counting on creating this chaos in order to to steal this election.
1: Do you, do you see a red wave happening in New York State?
2: I do. We had one in, in November of 21. Uh, you may have heard, uh, especially on Long Island, uh, there was a red wave. Um, the Democrats obviously are expecting a red wave. That's why they're, you know, that's why they're doing all these corrupt things to try and turn this around. They know they can't run on their record, their record of destroying our state, the record of, you know, uh, of continuing these these never-ending emergency uh, powers, uh, the crime wave that that's created by bail reform, which they review they have refused to change. All those things that have made most New Yorkers believe that we are headed in the wrong direction, that even most people in New York City feel unsafe. They feel unsafe to do something as basic as ride the subway. So you can't win when you have a record that's that horrific. So they have to cheat, and that's what's going
1: on. Senator, where do people find out about you? I want to make your name a household name because I, well, I want to say, thank you as an American for, for stopping this legislation of quarantine in 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 New York because it's 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 important. There's just no there's no way to say you know other than people should appreciate you and know about you. How do they find you?
2: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Borello for NY is in New York. Um, uh, that's my Facebook. You can also uh, I'm on Twitter as well. You can go to um, uh, vote Borello. B as a boy. O R R E L L O dot com. That's my website. Uh, and uh, certainly, we appreciate all the support out there. You know, we have to stick together uh, as principled, common sense people. I don't care what party you are. Uh, we have to push back. We have to save our nation and our and our republic. And uh, this is probably the most pivotal election in my lifetime.
1: Well, also Western civilization. I mean, this is if we if if, if this if this keeps on turning the way it's turning. God knows what this country is going to be.
2: A weak America has translated into a dangerous world. Look around, look around you. Uh, you know, you've got our, our president uh, on bended knee uh, begging uh, for, you know, people that hate this country uh, to help us. Uh, and, and that's just disgusting. And uh, a weak president, a weak federal government uh, has made our world far less safe, and that needs to change.
1: Well, God bless you and thank you for, for, uh, I appreciate the fact that you've shared this with us and and please feel free to come back anytime.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.